0: It's time for Speaking of Schools, our regular check-in with the area school districts. And on today's edition of Speaking with Schools, we are joined by the vice chair of Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools, Reza Jenkins. Reza, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, and I wanted to talk about uh, a lot of the kind of business of the school board But before we get to that, there's been a little bit of news lately from Chapel Hill Carborough Schools. Um, Nothing major, but I've had some people in the community asking about a couple of student walkouts uh, that were protests calling uh, for a ceasefire in the war in Gaza. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about just kind of the the district policy on um, allowing students the room to make protests like that.
1: Yeah, so... In our district, obviously, we are about making sure our children are learning and educating, getting educated. And so, you know, part of this process is also um, social justice as well. And so, you know, the complicated thing is the students who uh, wanted to do the walkout and did the walkout, it, it was on a topic that is controversial. And so one thing we had to balance as a school district is, one, the safety of our students, but then also making sure that we are supportive of them, and then also, again, advocating and and allowing students to exercise learning about social justice at the same time. But again, our focus was just making sure our kids were safe, all of them, whether they were participating in the event or if they were not participating in the event.
0: It's the voice of Reza Jenkins from the Chapel Hill Carborough City School Board, and I wanted to talk about uh, some of the kind of financial stuff that we've got coming up. Um, first of all, just kind of in general terms, how are the finances at CHCCS? <laughs> Obviously, um, some area school districts have been in the news lately for uh, financial reasons that aren't great. So I just thought it
1: might be good to check in. <laughs> yeah. So um, right now it's it's budget season for the schools. And we're working right now as a school district, but then also with our county commissioners on our budget for next year, for 2024-25. And so that'll be for our operating budget. And like so many other school districts and other organizations, we're having to look at our finances closely. Um, our biggest thing is making sure we pay our staff um, the wage that they deserve as professionals. And so that'll be something that we'll we'll focus on this year in, in our budget. Um, we've already looked at our continuation budget to make sure we're aligned and we're prepared um, on our side for um, our portion of making sure we match the state raises and things like that, but then we'll look at any opportunity to expand our budget and hopefully um, continue some of the work that we started last year with increasing um, staff pay as well. So that's what we're looking at in terms of our our budget, but more to come on that. It's a it's a long process. So we've got a couple months ahead of us before we land on um, our final budget for next year.
0: You have to ask a follow up on what an opportunity to expand the budget might look
1: like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I personally as a board member um, constantly advocate for is we did a classified um, staff um, salary study a few years back. And so um, my hope is that we will be able to put forward um, continuing to um, finalize the, the balance of that. Um, salary study um, into our expansion budget also looking at our supplements that we pay our teachers and just some other um, increases with staff pay as well Um, we want to make sure that we're continuing to pay our staff as well as we can Um, our staff are are underpaid as it is but we try to do as much as we can here in chapel carper city schools to pay pay as much as we can to our staff because we do value them and the work that they do.
0: We're speaking with Reza Jenkins from the Chapel Hill-Carborough City Schools Board of Education. And we're talking budget conversation right now. And kind of adjacent to that is uh, we're we're hearing from the county commissioners that there's likely to be a bond referendum on the ballot in November. What would that what's that from the school board side of things like how important is that and what are you kind of counting on?
1: Yeah, so right now the county is um, considering, and it sounds like they've come, come down to a number, $300 million for school facility needs, along with a $100 million pay-as-you-go Um to help support and bridge any um, gaps when it comes to the capital needs of the schools. And that'll be split between both the Chapel Carver city schools and orange County school districts. Um, Right now the County uh, commissioners are looking at it on a per project basis. And so the County hired a consultant Wolpert to help with this vast um, work in terms of understanding the facility needs and the projects and, and things like that related to um, the facilities. And so Um, Our school staff and Wolpert and um, board members and county commissioners will be looking at some recommendations in terms of projects that could be part of this um, bond right now. Keep in mind what we're asking for, the $300 million, is only one of the first steps in the total facility need that we need for our schools. Our schools have been... um, needing funding for facilities for a number of decades and so our county has worked over the years we had a 2016 bond but we continue to have facility needs beyond what we were able to fund in 2016 so this will be um, a first step and we definitely appreciate the partnership and work with our county commissioners and also our district orange county schools as we we figure out how to get safe and updated facilities for our students and staff and community
0: And to your point about the amount of needs there are, I seem to remember James Etta talking about the number 500 million as being a number that was like, this is what's needed. And she's like, there's no way we can do that. So then we have to have this conversation about... What we can do, Uh, what you know, even with that three hundred million, what are what are some of the things that uh, sort of example projects that that would be going toward?
1: Yeah, I think actually the need was upwards of one billion when you looked at yeah when you looked at the full scope of work for both schools, but Mm -hmm. I think five hundred million was one of the options that Woolport had recommended.
0: I do remember her saying one billion and I remembered like not really (laughs) fully processing that. I was just like, well, let's just move on to this other number that I can almost wrap my head around, 500 million.
1: That's right, yeah. The cost of construction is going up and quite honestly, the age of our buildings in both school districts are pretty old. We're talking about buildings that are 50 and 60 years old. you know, um, And so um, we have things like making sure we bring um, facilities up to date with their roofs and their major systems HVAC and things like that a, a lot of our schools we've been patching up these old systems patching up roofs and things like that also when you think about how schools were built 50 and 60 years ago learning look different and so it's about modernizing our schools so we can keep up with the ever-changing um, education space and just the world um, in front of us so that's really what this um, construction need is and also we've got to make sure we think about safety of our schools. Um, Things have changed in 50 or 60 years since these schools were built and so we really need to make some upgrades with our schools at this point. It's
0: the voice of Reza Jenkins vice chair of the Chapel Hill Carborough City School Board of Education and this is speaking of schools we've still got a few minutes left is there anything else in particular that you wanted to talk about um, budget wise before we move on to other things?
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, as much uh, voter support that we can get throughout this entire budget process, both from our annual budget, but then also from this bond, we're going to need, we really need the funding for our schools. It's really important. Our facilities are the place where our students learn. They spend anywhere from six to upwards of 10 hours a day, whether in school or doing extracurricular activities. So we want to make sure that they have safe, modern spaces to learn and continue to grow. And also our staff also have safe spaces to to work as well. So I think that's the biggest thing. And then also public education needs our support. And so any way that the community members can write in support of public schools, whether it's to our county commissioners or even to our state, just encouraging them to continue to support our public schools, it's really important, not only for our students and staff directly, but our greater community in North Carolina as well.
0: I also wanted to just kind of open it up to anything else in general, maybe not necessarily budget-related going on in the school community that you wanted to mention or shout out.
1: Yeah, I have to say I've done a lot of school visits and I really appreciate the work that our staff and even our parents, I I even see parent volunteers whenever I'm coming and visiting the schools, but our staff are doing great work when it comes with the diverse ways that they are teaching our children, the hands-on ways um, that they're educating our children. I also want to highlight our community participation in our calendar process. You know, I know that can be a pretty um, surprisingly intense process as we navigate making sure that we acknowledge the diversity of our community when it comes to the celebration of holidays and things like that. And so I really appreciate our community input. And as we, you know, came up with our next two Years worth of school calendars, and know that you know we're always open to getting feedback when we do this again in a couple more years. But I always appreciate the work and, and feedback from our community as we navigate um, some of the decisions that we make.
0: I wanted to take a moment on a slightly different note to give a shout out to because this is something happening in my life right now. My daughter is in kindergarten at Estes Hills Elementary School. And um, she's been in school there since uh, January when we moved. And in the last three weeks, she's just, like, abruptly learned how to read. And it's <laughs> exciting and appalling at the same time. It's it's, yes. it's so, like, I feel like when my son learned to read, there was a progression. And she's just been, like, suddenly she can read. And it's it's changing our <laughs> lives rapidly. But it's also impressive. You know, it's, it's just wanted to give a shout out to the work that's being done at Estes Hills and particularly Miss Royer in the kindergarten.
1: Yeah, they do wonderful work. I've had a chance to visit a couple of the elementary schools over the past couple of weeks and actually read to some of the classes as well. And it's great to see the different techniques that our teachers are using. Uh, so we see the things that are presented to us in our board meeting actually in action in our classroom. So it's wonderful to see the work that our students and staff are doing every day.
0: Risa Jenkins, thank you for making time this afternoon and have a great rest of your week.
1: Thank you.